When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome and thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura, who is back from an epic road trip. We are having a conversation today about emotional intelligence. It's a little bit of a cliche, um, but it's been on my mind a lot, both for myself and for my clients. It's pretty cool to think about emotional intelligence as a skill. And if it's a skill, that means it can be learned. And if it can be learned, then that means we can get better, we can get smarter, um, which I think is a goal for all of us. I think it's probably going to end up being part one of two very cool conversations. Stick around. Hi. What's up? Hi. <laughs> I'm so, so tired. Um, I've been lumping. Isn't that weird? You're tired because you're back from vacation. It is. It's, I mean, this there were definitely times where I was like, wow, we are at a steady clip on this vacation, this like moment to rest, like rest and recover. And I'm yeah. exhausted. I am so tired. We really, <laughs> um, yesterday we drove 10 hours and 20 minutes just to get home so that we would have Sunday. We originally were going to arrive on Sunday. I'm like, nope, yeah. I need all day Sunday to recover. And it turns out I do. Cause I am absolutely spent. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the best kind of vacation. The one that makes you feel more tired than before you left. I guess I did come home to a clean house, which was really amazing. Um, nice. Yeah. Did I tell you like we did 2,500 miles? I think we probably did more than 2,500, but it was a lot, but we, I don't know. We went through six States and, okay. um, and I'm really excited to talk to somebody other than my son and other than my <laughs> husband <laughs> because nine days in a camper and camper is being generous. It's basically a, a, a van, like nine days in a van. With okay. these two, I'm I'm spent talking to them. Did I tell you that I'm obsessed with Legos? Yes. I made uh I my I've so I've made three big like sort of bigger Lego sets, and w- the last one was a van. It was a VW van. That's awesome. All decked out, all detailed, like little like camper and like a little uh, roof that raises up and uh-huh. doors that open and close. I built the engine. It's oh. pretty cool. My Abby says, Abby says that Legos, Legos trick you into make you think you're good at something. No, she's being harsh. I think Legos are really, really cool. I actually brought a giant Lego set with us. Um, yeah. I have no idea. There was like zero surface to do any sort of Legoing in the van, but I brought it with us thinking, thinking maybe it would be fun. Yeah. Do you listen to something? Like, I'm just kind of curious, like your process. Like, do you listen? No, usually, usually we're watching something as a family and I'm just sitting at like one of the side table and I just have my own little space. But my, my thing, so I made the stranger things like, right. And so Uh I made stranger things while watching stranger things. That's so meta. Which was really cool. I know it's really (laughs) really cool. And now I'm rewatching the man. Now I'm rewatching the Mandalorian while I make the spaceship, the Mandalorian spaceship. 
my my husband and son right now are on like the second Star Wars movie. They're lumping so hard. And I started a book. I don't on think I don't think that lumping. I don't think that's lump, the word you want. Lumping. No, that's how that's what we call it. Is like when you when you lump around. Oh, yeah. like a lump on a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're lumping. Um what what word did you think I would needed to use? <laughs> Like I thought you were thinking about like binging. They're binging no, Star I mean, Wars. So they are they are binging, but they're also lumping and it's appropriate. But or, I, or if you're on if you're in Peloton like me, yeah. It's called stacking. When you stack your workouts, they're stacking their oh, Star Wars movies. Yeah. I actually have to stack. I need to get some kind of energy because I'm trying to hit a challenge by the end of the month. And yeah. because I missed nine days, I basically have to stack a bunch of my workouts yeah. so I can get it done. <laughs> Right on. Ugh, I'm in this battle, I? right? I, no, it's my turn. No, okay, I mean, no, it is your go. turn, but like, I'm in this battle right now with my college roommate. We're trying to see who can get more miles in March. Yeah. And we're both just, we're both just taunting each other. Like he, he'll, he'll work out like at three o'clock in the afternoon. Then I'll just get on at five o'clock and then he'll kind of get on at six. And I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll get on it. Nine. That's the best. <laughs> that is the best. That's actually why I joined Marco Polo. I've dumped, by the way, on this on this vacation. I kind of was telling you how, like, when you pull away from your house and um, it allows you to just kind of do a reset. And I've been really, really intentional about like, what am I doing right now? Like, what do I what am I shooting for? What are some habits that aren't healthy? And I've completely gotten off of Instagram. You knew that. Um, maybe you didn't know that. I think I, that was like a while ago. I heard so I that. Sort of, yeah, I, I weaned myself off of Instagram and then I finally like my husband woke up at three in the morning in the camper. I had the light on and I was like or my my phone was shiny. He says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm getting off of Facebook. And he said, so you needed to take this moment at three o'clock in the morning to get off of Facebook. Like, was this keeping you up? And I just said, no, I just was sitting here scrolling because I couldn't sleep. And I realized it's not serving me. So I'm officially off of social media, but what I am doing is Marco Polo, which you know, because I've been communicating mm -hmm. with you, which allows yeah. me to communicate more consistently and in more depth with the people that I want to communicate with rather yeah. than being yeah. almost like a passive recipient of bullshit things that I don't need to see and I don't need yeah. to know about. Most of it is advertising which is frustrating for me. So it feels really good. Um, and that's, that's one thing. Yeah, no, I, I recommend Marco Polo or similar to clients, uh, particularly if they get into trouble while texting each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, just use this. Like I can see your face. I can hear your hear voice. Your I can uh, I understand your tone. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten mm -hmm. into a handful lately of just back and forth exchanges via text or email that I just feel like humanity is sort of missing. And so I mm -hmm. like going over to Marco Polo and just be like, okay, I see who you are. I know what mm -hmm. you're saying. I understand mm -hmm. what you're trying to communicate and I don't have to interpret so much, which is, you know, sometimes pretty hard. You know, this is kind of interesting. This isn't what we're talking about, but because we're talking about relationships. So in case you're, this episode has been brought to you by Marco Polo, but in case you <laughs> don't know what the app is, basically, like I tried to tell my mom, it's like a walkie talkie. I talk into it. And I'm sending you a mm -hmm. message and then you get to watch it whenever you have time and you can respond on your own time. And how I think Marco Polo would work really well for couples, particularly if you get in trouble with texting, is that you have 
the opportunity to watch your partner communicate what they're going to say and you don't get to respond. You can't talk over them. You can't interrupt them. And then you can sit with that message and you can self-soothe if that was like super flooding for you to watch them, you know, communicate or hear taking that information and you can pause and then you can formulate your response in a way like yeah. on your own time. But I, I can see how that would be a really helpful tool for some couples. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's great. You were just saying like you wanted to talk about emotional intelligence. I'm kind of wondering like, why is this just a kick you're on with clients? A little bit. Like I think uh, we might have actually covered this once before and it was um, a couple of things have occurred to me lately, which is there's a sentence inside the Gottman method or one of the books or a lot of them which is this idea that relationships go better in particular when there are emotionally intelligent husbands. But I think, right. I think in general, it's when there are emotionally intelligent people. Agreed. And then I was thinking about like, Oh gosh, that's really brilliant. But what does that mean? And he, and they do go into it quite a bit, but I think what I've kind of stumbled onto is that, okay. So emotional intelligence itself is it's four skills, right? I'm gonna do a little mini lecture mm-hmm. real quick. Awesome. Right. Great. So it's, it's four skills. Like, so it's called EQ, right? And EQ is different from IQ in the sense that IQ, which is your intelligence quotient, is meant to be static. It never changes. It's the same throughout your life. EQ is uh, you can grow, right? You can develop these skills and you can raise your level. You can raise your emotion quotient or your level of emotional intelligence, which means that there's these four skills and you can never master them. You can always improve them, whether you're 75 years old or, you know, 48 years old or, you know, 32 years old or 27 or 18 in my house or 14 whatever. I mean, so I like it because you have something to can play with. Okay. So here's the four skills. It's, um, self-awareness, mm-hmm. right? I'm aware of my own feelings. I'm aware that mm-hmm. I'm happy, sad, whatever self-management. So in having those feelings, I can manage them appropriately. Okay. Right. So that's the first half. Second half is other awareness. So I can look across the relationship and I can see that you're happy, you're sad, you know, you're horny, mm-hmm. you're hungry, you're whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth skill is relationship management. It's other, it's management of or with others, right? So mm-hmm. you can build these all up. And I think what I stumbled onto is that I think the Gottman method is really, really good at the latter half. Mm-hmm. It's really good at the second half, which is mm-hmm. awareness of other right. and then relationship management. It leapfrogs over the first half. Mm-hmm. It sort of assumes, it's almost like if you're going to get this right, you've got to do this. You got to be emotionally intelligent, but here's, if you are, here's what you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I was just really thinking, I mean, bumping up against this with clients a lot lately who want to execute the relationship management piece. That's why they contact a couples therapist. Right. And I'm kind of going, okay, wait, but where are we at with regard to self-awareness and, and the ability to manage self? Right. Yeah. And so that's been, it's been a, it's been a personal kick for me in my own life. And then also like, I can't ignore it. any. It's almost like I can't not see it with clients right now. Cause um, mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, you know, you're getting in your own way. Right. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? That's not supposed to, it's not the thing. And I'm like, no, no. So anyway, I thought it would be cool to talk about. It. I don't know where your head's at or if you've spent much time thinking about it, but venturing just to know. And I, I, I have a suspicion that it could be like part one, part two sort of conversation, but, mm-hmm. but who knows? Let's, but that's, that's what's on my mind right now. Yeah. As you're talking about this, I'm, I'm immediately sort of leaping to clients in my head, thinking about people that I have seen in the last many years. And it's interesting because I have people use this language where they'll say things like, Oh, I'm super emotionally intelligent or their partner will, will say my, you know, like my wife is incredibly emotionally intelligent. And 
I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. Here is the therapist. I see your wife as being incredibly reactive in session. I see her mm. sort of like, um, getting very defensive and then counterattacking rather than communicating what's going on for herself, having a hard time sort of drilling into that personal emotion. And I think what's, what, what they're landing on is what you're saying that the Gottmans do a really good job of, which is talking about the management or the recognition of others, like recognition of like, I see something's going on for you and I can, I can recognize something's happening for you. And I'm emotionally intelligent and being able to label and understand, you know, what's happening for you. But I, I see that that is um, a skill that sometimes gets lost is people are like almost um, hyper aware of other people's Mm. emotions because they are so reactive. It's like, I'm aware Mm. that you are, man, I've got so many thoughts swirling around in my head. I'm trying to stay focused right now. Squirreling so hard. Adult conversation. Okay. Here's actually what I'm paying attention to in you today. Like today is not your best day for a podcast and like, let's leave it here, but it's not an insult today. The best day for you is sit down, put your phone down, read a book, don't do anything. Like you sure. knew that we, you right. and I had a hard time kind of communicating earlier in the day because yeah. you, you were like, I got to, well, A, I, I want to come home. I'm exhausted. I, right. I know that my name's Laura. Yeah. I, I know I'm exhausted. B, <laughs> I want to get this podcast done because it's better for me than tomorrow. Right. C, I got to read a book and get rid of my phone. So you put it down. So, so you're mm-hmm. aware mm-hmm. of what, of what you're feeling and thinking. Mm-hmm. And then your management strategy was to kind of unplug in a particular kind of way. Sure. Thank you for doing the podcast today. It's better for me than tomorrow also. But Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're not your head isn't like saying oh, I'm super focused right now. And yeah. I think a problem for people when their head isn't super focused right now in that example is now I'm going to go and try and do something meaningful. In this case maybe it's record a podcast, but in some cases it's have a have a serious conversation with my spouse. Right. Or try to solve a problem about this car loan that's not getting funded or whatever like mm-hmm. w- there's a when people skip the step of going I I, I know that there's something I need to do, mm-hmm. but I'm not aware of my own capacity to do that thing. Okay. Things get really harder. Right. And so that would be self-awareness, cool thing, right? That's the, the first well, self-awareness one. and self-management, right? Okay. Like uh-huh. Self-awareness and self-management. So, but yeah, th- that it gets harder when, mm-hmm. when we're not operating out of the appropriate brain, the best mm-hmm. thing for you to do today is mm-hmm. sleep or rest or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But we try to do other things and then, you know, who cares what that we're talking about, what we're talking about as much as like when it comes to clients and what you're talking about is mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not in, I'm not aware enough of my own capacity to take care of my side of the street. Oh my gosh. What was the thing? Yeah. Basically this idea of like, just sweep your side of the street, sweep your side mm-hmm. of the street so that when this, mm-hmm. so that when the relationship does need to happen, yeah. uh, my, at least my side of the street is clean. I'm not worried about sweeping your side of the street while mine is really dirty. Right. Basically is, is some of the premise. Okay. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is that I find that when couples come to couples therapy, what ends up happening is that people are so used to being reactive based on their partner. So this is a boundary thing that it's like, if my partner is angry, now I know that there's a problem. Now I know that I have to respond Mm. in a certain way. And so now I'm angry. If my partner is relaxed, they come in the front door, they're in a good mood, they're relaxed, Mm -hmm. they're not like stressed out. I know my day is going to be good. And so I find it difficult for some people to tap into the self-awareness and the self-management because they're almost anticipating and waiting for their partner 
to show up mm-hmm. for them to be able to respond to them. Do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. Your partner's anger is just data, mm-hmm. right? My partner walks in and they're angry. That's only information. When it becomes declaration, like, oh, my partner's angry, so I must have done something wrong, or yeah. I must get, I mean to be defensive, or I need to immediately, you know, m- match anger with anger. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lack of emotional intelligence, right? It's a lack mm-hmm. of the fourth skill, which is how to manage the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, but if I'm, if I'm uh, doing my work, sleeping on my side of the street, mm-hmm. cleaning it up, and my partner walks in and they're angry, then I get to go, okay, wait, well, I know, I know where my head's at. And I think mm-hmm. I understand what, what my role is in this. I, what is it that I need to do right now to manage this relationship really well? And I think I've said before, I know I've said before, it's kind of this skill of when, whenever my partner opens their mouth, what is my partner saying about my partner? Yes. Not what is my partner saying about me? Right. Right. So when they walk in and they're angry and they're frustrated, maybe the first thing I should do is go, Hey, what's going on? Did I miss something? You okay? Yeah. Did somebody, did you have trouble with traffic on the way home or something, Mm -hmm. you know, versus don't be a dick to me. I've had a hard day too, or Mm -hmm. I've, you know, or here's the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Bye. Funny, so much of what we do in couples therapy is emotional intelligence. But I'm wondering, coming back to what you said, which is the first two steps. I mean, do you have some um, things that you would suggest for people who are listening to this and going, yeah, I, I mean, like, where do I start, Zach? If there's four four ways, like four mm, quadrants, if you will, buckets that I can spend time strengthening my emotional intelligence in each of these areas. You said the first two of self, uh, identification, awareness, awareness, -awareness. -awareness, and then self-management. Those are like a really solid place to start. What would be some tips for somebody who's like, Hey, this is not a strength of mine. Yeah. It's, it's tougher. This is a little, this is a little bit of kind of where I get into it with clients. Cause I'm like, look, I don't know what the answer for you is. It could be, um, it could be medication, could be meditation, could be exercise, could be, uh, therapy could be, this is all the management side. It's not quite the, the awareness side, but at the awareness side, it really is, I think creating enough, um, awareness, just like attention in your brain. Yeah. I tell you, I, 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 I was meditating for a minute there and, mm-hmm. um, my favorite one, I feel like I said this already. My favorite one was the, I was taking this little like class, this little class on meditation. My favorite one was the one about sound. Did I tell you this one? Mm-mm. So um, basically it was like one day there was like, feel your body. And then one day it was like, let's practice breathing. And then another one was look around and like feel the vision weirdness stuff. But then mm-hmm. one was about sound and it was really like close your eyes and like, just listen. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of this idea of, just hear what you hear, hear what's there. Yeah. And I've kind of discovered that in my, in front of my house, there's a wind chime. It's always been there. It's there every day. The wind blows every day. Right. I never hear it because I'm not like listening. Right. But the premise of the meditation itself was if you can learn how to do this, you can meditate next to a construction site <laughs> because sound is just data. Uh-huh. It's just a thing. So I think that's the piece where if we really do believe that premise, that sound is just data and so is vision and yeah. so is smell. So is emotion, right? Mm-hmm. When emotion mm-hmm. sort of comes into your space. <gasps> oh yeah. I remember now, I remember now why I want to talk about this. So my own therapist has me, um, has me working on this one little <laughs> reflection. I'm so grateful that our listeners get to listen to the ADD brain that is yours and like my squirrel yeah. brain. Yes. No, but listen, listen, listen. Okay. So, um, I just remember this, uh, 
my, uh, my therapist about a year ago had me, gave me this little reflection, which I could not figure out how to pay attention to a year ago, but this week, last couple of months or whatever, it's been interesting, but it's basically this notion, right? There's an emotion. And then she says, do these four things. First of all, go, huh, that's interesting. Yep. And the second one is, I'm sure this makes sense somehow. Okay. The third one is something's trying to wake up or heal. Like something's trying to wake up in me or, uh-huh. or heal in me. Uh-huh. And then the th- fourth one is welcome. Yeah. That process is self-awareness. Huh. Okay. This probably makes sense somehow. I'm anxious. Uh-huh. I'm hungry. I'm horny. I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired. Whatever. Which I love. I wonder what's trying to wake up in me. Yeah. And then welcome. Okay. Feeling. Here you are. That mm-hmm. all of that is like. The process of awareness. Mm. And then I think this, I think that there's a, a, you know, the second part, self-management. We often want to respond immediately to the thing that we become aware of. But I think that there's a, Mm -hmm. there's something that I'm learning about, which is that it comes right after that welcome piece, which is, I'm just going to wait for a second. I'm just going to wait for a minute to see if this emotion needs my like action. Mm -hmm. You know, do I need to respond because most of the time when I skip that part, I act in a way that I don't, that's not good for me or the people mm-hmm. around me. Right. Mm-hmm. I think about it in the, in the sense of, so when you talk about that, I'm like, yes, that when I learned how to meditate, it was welcome the things that pop into your head as you are trying to sort of drift into this place of just meditation or whatever, nothingness, if you want to call it, you're going to have things that pop into your head. And when you get frustrated with yourself and you're like, oh, I'm trying to meditate, like knock it off laundry. I don't want to be thinking <laughs> yeah. about you. Um, that's not the response, yeah. right? The response is like, oh, hi, laundry. Not, not right now. Interesting. Um, you know, like acknowledge yeah. that it's yeah. there. Um, but what I really like about what your therapist has taught you um, is to welcome that emotion rather than dismissing it, yeah. which is something that it, when, when you want, to, when you have a partner, something that I talk a lot about is not dismo- dismissing your partner's emotion, but instead welcoming yeah. it and being like, that's real. That exists for you. And I do think that when we think about emotions, there are some emotions that we find are okay to have. Um, it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be angry and, but it's not okay to be um, anxious or something like that. And so, depressed when, or, right. Yeah. And so when we feel that emotion, rather than saying, welcome, we smush it down. We say not okay. And um, I like this, that Emily Nagoski talks about, like, you can't dismiss an emotion. If we're, you we're just going to say her name every single week. Just until to see she if comes she, on the episode. Until she, until, she, <laughs> well, <laughs> until she replies to my four emails that I've sent her from through four different channels. If, yeah. So think, listeners, if yeah. you know, Emily, let her know that we would like to talk to her. Um, her book burnout is amazing. Uh, but she just basically says like, you can't dismiss it. You need to allow it to be there and allow for that emotion and move through that tunnel in order to, um, sort of process through that emotion. Now I'm way off on a tangent. Not necessarily. Cause I think we, I think what we are doing accidentally on purpose is <laughs> I think differentiating between like the first half of this emotional intelligence skill. And then the second mm-hmm. half, the first half really does need your attention. You, the person mm-hmm. singular who is listening to this right now, like you yeah. need, there is you, you do yourself and your relationship a big favor by becoming uh, self-aware and mm-hmm. also then creating space to manage 
what you discover in that awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think you're, I don't think you're off base too far. The, the piece that I work with couples too is before they take that self-awareness anywhere is to see if you can go a little bit deeper. So, you know, like anger is so easy. It is so at the, if you imagine uh, there's a beautiful image that has been created, it's like an infograph and it's an image of a iceberg and the little piece of ice that is shown above the water is anger. And then there's all these emotions underneath the water that, um, that you don't see, but what we often see is anger. And so anger is easy to identify. It's like, well, how are you feeling? I'm feeling angry. And it's like, welcome anger. Welcome. Mm-hmm. But then you say, then I pause, but I pause. Cause I'm like, what do I do with this anger, that management yeah. piece? And that's where I like to say, what else is there? Like dive a little bit yeah. deeper down under the water and see what other emotion might be underneath that mm-hmm. anger. Yeah. Or how can this serve me? Like my yeah. new, uh, so I, I think I told you and everybody on the podcast, we've been, uh, we, we just finished binging uh, or no, lumping all of the uh, Marvel. <laughs> <That's not, laughs> Mar- lumping is the act of like laying on a couch for uh, copious amounts. Of right time. on, right on. Okay. We just, we just went through all the Marvel movies, um, which is foreshadowing for a future guest that I'm excited, excited about. But anyway, hey, um, I have come to, uh, I've come to really appreciate Bruce Banner and the Hulk, right? Um, in this way, which is a lot of the Hulk's story arc is Bruce Banner and the Hulk kind of creating separation from one another. Um, they couldn't exist in the same space because the Hulk, of course, was this smash rage machine, right? Mm-hmm. And then sort of near the, in one of the kind of the Avengers movies, they're like, hey, we need the Hulk. And Banner's like, okay, I'll go get him. And they're like, wait, don't you need to get angry? And he goes, that's my secret. I'm always angry. Um, and so he just turns into the Hulk and then he channels it. And then later on, he actually integrates it and kind of learns how to, the two can live in the one body together. That's mm-hmm. kind of the end of mm-hmm. the Hulk's arc and the phase one or whatever, which I just think is like kind of where I'm at a little bit, which is sort of, okay, like the, this anger can, I can use it. I can, it can serve me mm-hmm. in particular ways mm-hmm. where, where without the first step of awareness and then management, it actually creates a lot of damage, right? Creates a lot of harm. Hmm. Um, and so that's where I'm like you, the listener, the individual listener, there's nothing wrong with anything that comes into your awareness mm-hmm. as long as you learn how to manage it in a way mm-hmm. that, uh, is good for you and the people that you love. Hmm. Um, I, so I really like the question of like, how, how does this information about this emotion, how does this serve me? And it might be that if you have an emotion that comes up, like, um, you know, maybe jealousy, jealousy pops up and it's like, well, how can this emotion serve me? What is this telling me? What, what can I use from this emotion? Giving me information. It's just data of like, well, you know what? Maybe I am uncomfortable with the boundaries that we have established in our relationship. And this is a conversation that needs to happen with my partner that I'm uncomfortable with maybe the way that my partner um, is communicating via social media with women. I don't know. And that is serving like you're getting jealous about it. This serves you in some way. What is this information telling me? How can I use this? I like thinking about emotions in that way. Hmm. Yeah. This has been a very interesting conversation. I do think it's part one of a two part series that we need to have more of. Yeah. 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 No, I, I don't just, I think you're, I think you're not wrong. <laughs> it's been a while since I've heard that. Um, it's funny. Yeah. I pulled up some, I just wanted to see like what's out there. 
um, in the world for people who are interested in emotional intelligence. And of course, like there's the Daniel Goleman book of uh, emotional intelligence. There was a second one that was written. Um, I've read both of them. I didn't love the second one as much as I liked the first one. There's like a 2.0. I do have kind of a tip, though. I will say that when I'm working with couples and they have children and I see that the adults are struggling with emotional intelligence, I will oftentimes direct them to Raising an Emotionally Intelligent Child by John Gottman in as a way to read the book, because it's interesting that if you are reading the book to figure out how to teach your child how to be emotionally intelligent, you yourself as the teacher have to become emotionally intelligent in order to teach your child how to become emotionally intelligent. And that's that's my roundabout way of if you've ever been a client of mine and I have recommended <laughs> this book to you for your, for your child yeah. under the guise. You know, it would be really good for your kid <laughs> would be for you to read this book about emotional intelligence. <laughs> That'd be really good for your kid. For your child. And everyone's like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody gives their, their kids. Um, This was a statistic that I thought was like mind boggling that people will give, go through the prescription that has been prescribed for their dog. But like the, the statistic of the number of people who actually take their own prescriptions as prescribed by their doctor is like less than half. It is crazy. So, yeah. yeah, So I'm prescribing basically, you'd be great for your dog. If you could (laughs) read this book about emotional intelligence, show your dog how to take its pill. When you take your pill, you take the (laughs) same, you take your pill the same time the dog takes its pill. And now you'll be towing the, you'll be. Yeah. Anyway. um, Well, thanks for leading this and leading the charge. And I'm going to go back to. Yeah. Part two. We'll do part two. Yeah. Go, go lump, go lump. I'm going to lump. No, there's a song. It's lump. She's lump. lump. She's lump. She's She's in in my my head. head. Yep. All right. You got to say your thing. Yeah. I got to go. Let's land this plane. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. If you haven't had a chance to just like do a little getaway, a little opportunity to just recenter with yourself. um, I'm a huge fan of treating yourself and filling yourself up. I certainly had that opportunity on this um, road trip that I took of just kind of slowing down a little bit, reevaluating what's most important to me. Um, But I do want to remind you to lean into self-care as much as you possibly can. And if part of your self-care means that you are finally saying yes to therapy, yes to individual therapy, yes to building your emotional intelligence, yes to a relationship therapist, we have partnered with BetterHelp uh, to be able to access all of you around the world, live therapists in your area that you can have a session with today, tomorrow, every day this week if you want. Um, You can go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR so that you can receive the discount um, and also support the podcast. Thank you so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.